Hi, I'm Devin Hayes. And I'm Amanda Joyce. And today's topic is creating an effective keyword strategy. And here's why you should care. Not understanding how customers are searching for you leads to wasted time and money. Welcome to Trade Secrets, where we demystify digital marketing to help contractors get the most bang for their marketing bucks. This is for you if you're a contractor looking for actionable marketing insights. Learn from home services industry experts to elevate your business through simplified marketing strategies. Let's dive into today's trade secret. All right. All right. Great nice topic. Meaty, it, meaty we, topic. It comes up all the time. Before we get started, we, we'd be remiss to not point out that we have referred to keyword research and just keyword strategy a lot already in our episodes so far. And we definitely feel like this is a topic that touches every area of your of the search landscape. So we're excited to kind of dive in and help people understand a little bit more of why it matters. And it's not kind of just a throw, throw it against the wall and see what sticks kind of strategy. <laughs> yeah, or lack, there, lack thereof, I guess. Uh, a lot of times when we have discovery calls with clients and they're coming from an SEO agency, we're like, great, do you have your keyword research? We'd love to like dive in and take a look at it. And um, they actually don't have it. So, uh, it's normally crickets. It's normally just yeah. like blank space on the other end of the phone. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what? Uh, what? Uh, I know what. They sent me over this list of keywords. We're like, cool, cool, cool. Which of those keywords are you actually targeting, though? So um, any effective SEO strategy should have you targeting specific keywords. So first, let's talk about what we even mean when we say a keyword. Um it's we we throw it out there all the time but what we're talking about is a term that somebody enters into a search engine so when you go to google and you search electrician near me that's the keyword we're referring to and a lot goes into really doing the research behind it and deciding what it is that your ideal buyer is actually entering into the search engines not just making broad assumptions that you think you know what it is they're searching for exactly the way buyers are finding you is very different. And if you haven't gone through the exercise of identifying your different buyer types, uh, we would strongly recommend that. There's those buyers that are um, problem aware. Some of them are solution aware. Um, some of them might be service aware. And it's your job to kind of convince them to go with your brand. But throughout the process of keyword research, um, you should uncover kind of some high search volume terms you would be surprised to know the difference between um, electrical contractor or electricians. You know, when you're looking at those two different keyword phrases, the search volume might be higher on one, but there might be a cost per click associated with the other one, which shows that people are paying money to have that keyword phrase in, um, in Google ads. So that might be a better choice for you. So there's there's a lot more that goes into it other than just making assumptions on um, you know what people are typing in to find you on search engines. So with that, um, I mean, so that's what a keyword is. Like Amanda said, it's not one singular word. It's actually a term. It's a it's a, a phrase. And in 2022, what we learned is that um, search phrases are actually getting a lot longer. They're not just two or three words. There are these like long tail keyword phrases and um, more complex searches than ever before, which is great if you're keeping up with your content and focusing on, um, you know, answering FAQs that naturally have the questions people ask. Search engines 
within the copy. Absolutely. And it, it's like, to your point, it really is important to, first of all, do the keyword research up front, identify what you're going after, but it should be a living, breathing strategy that you're continuing to refine. If you worked, if you've been working with an agency for a couple of years and you guys haven't revisited your keyword strategy, it's a good idea to go back and look at it again, keeping in mind that, that there's, what, what was the percentage? Is it like 70% of searches are, I, I'm, I'm generalizing here. I don't remember the exact number, but number of like searches that are new are it's it's huge. People are are interacting with search engines different than they ever have before. People are using voice to text on their phones. We're all getting more complex with the way we interact with search engines. So naturally, our search behavior is changing. And if we if you are aware of it and you're researching it and creating content that speaks to that, you're you're five steps ahead of your competition in most, in most markets. Yes, exactly. So there's without, without trying to give you an MBA in marketing, um, your keyword strategy, it should have a mix of the four kind of, well, I think for contractors, um, probably two to three out of these four is all you really need, but there's four basic types of keywords. There's informational, navigational, transactional, and commercial investigation. Transactional is when they can, do a transaction online. So that's more e-commerce and um, most contractors don't need to, or don't focus on that. We, for obvious reasons. Um, (laughs) And then informational is like your who, what, when, where type of searches. And then the commercial investigation, that's that's when people are looking for like the best electrician near me um, or reviews on electricians, um, things like that, where they're really, really, they're close to making, they show commercial intent. If, it, if they're looking for electrician pricing, and we keep saying electrician today, but um, when they are, when they're really close to making a commercial decision, those are those qualifying words that are, yeah, yeah that's, those are the, the kind of phrases that you want to be showing up for. Cause those are people that are kind of towards the bottom of their buyer's journey. They're at the bottom of the funnel and they're, they're closer to making a decision than the people that are typing in, um, light bulb keeps flashing, you know, that could be the light bulb. It could be an electrical problem, but they just, they're just problem aware versus solution aware. Absolutely. Do you feel like you have your degrees yet in keyword research? And to Devin's point too, when we were talking earlier about cost per clicks on keywords, because you can obviously show up in organic search results for a keyword, but you can also pay Google to allow you to show up for those keywords. And the reason that it's a good indicator if people are spending money on it is that people over time, if they're managing their ads properly, are continuously tweaking those that strategy as well. And once they find a keyword that people tend to click on and fill out their form or pick up the phone, they will increase those bids across all day long to pay more and more and more to show up for that keyword. So it really is kind of a, a quick, easy way to maybe copy your competitor's homework and realize, well, wow, if they're paying, if they're paying X amount per click for this, it's it's a pretty good keyword and it might be worth including it in my my strategy moving forward. Yep. And speaking of strategy, so um we're gonna we're gonna take a little a little walk down um keywords and SEO the history lane. Um old timey SEO, you would take a keyword phrase, say best electrician. And you would plug it in as many times as you could possibly fit it on your homepage, you would 
type it up and make it the background of your website, make it the same color as the wallpaper so that it was just in there a thousand times. Um, yeah, that is, you know, that's no longer, and we a thing. all Don't saw do that. that content Hasn't too. Been. Yeah. Like, you know, we all yeah. remember getting on a website and being like, Oh my God, like what is happening here? Like I need an answer to my question or my problem. And this, and they're bludgeoning me over the head with this quite honestly, low quality content. So even if you didn't write it, even if you weren't doing SEO at the time, we all consumed that kind of content. And hopefully yeah. most of you have noticed in the last few years, as you visit websites that are served up to you on Google and other search engines, they're no longer favoring that kind of content. They're actually giving you content that's written for humans over bots. And it's a better experience for all of us because Google's AI has quite frankly gotten a lot smarter. So back in the day when you used to have to put that same keyword, best electrician near me in the headline, in each paragraph, you repeated it and repeated it and repeated it. Now you can break it up and use different variations of that keyword. So it could be, you know, electrician plus city name, and it could say, you know, electrician reviews, things like that. You can break it up, but it should also make sense with the copy. You're not just sticking the keywords in there. Nine times out of 10, if you're writing a thought, a a thought leadership piece on a topic, you're naturally going to have the keyword flow in there and you maybe need to go back. You're going to need to go back and just kind of review through it, but you don't need to go back and find five more opportunities to stick the word electrician in it. Google's going to hate it and so will your readers. (laughs) So that's old timey. That's history. We left that in the past and it's, and Google AI is just continuing to get smarter. Exactly. So you don't have to, you don't have to say the exact same phrase. Um, I mean, even just a couple years ago, you'd have to have an exact keyword phrase match on a page and you'd want to sprinkle it in there, hopefully with some natural language, um, two to three times. But even now what we're seeing, um, is that there's some, there's, there's companies ranking in positions one, two, and three, and they don't even have an exact phrase match for what we're typing into the search engine. So Google is, um, their, their AI is trying to match user intent. And um, sometimes they get it right and sometimes they don't, which we've all experienced that where we have to go back and refine our query so that we, we get results that match what we're actually looking for. Um, and I've, I have a terrible example of that, uh, that I don't know. <laughs> I should, I was, I was looking, I was shoe shopping and I typed in little black booties and, um, I was, I was not originally served shoes. So I had to go and refine my query. So I don't know. If that, Prime example terrible. of user intent. Prime example of user intent though, you know, and various is in the English language. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm questioning even, even sharing that example because my search engine history was <laughs> was hilarious after that. But um, what what that terrible example? What I'm getting at is that uh, the that Google's AI does understand um, you know broad phrase match variations, and it doesn't have to be um, the exact keyword phrase in order for you to be positioned at the top. So using a lot more natural language um, throughout your copy and on your homepage is, is, you know, vastly encouraged and using variations of, you know, a targeted keyword phrase um, is, is, you know, the, the best way to go because then your AI, AI will match you with those kind of various user intents if you've um, used that language throughout the site. Whew. 
Wordy. <laughs> um, so let's see here. So then, so, and why does this matter to you? Why are why are we why are we telling you guys about these keywords and keyword research and you know keyword variations? Why does why does this all matter, Amanda? Like, tell them why it matters. <laughs> At the end of the day, you have to put the time in and the research in to identify where your buyer is figure out what it is they're looking for, and then make sure that you are creating content that is going to speak to those particular phrases that they're that they're typing in. And just to make this a little bit more clear, we, we deal with contractors all over the country, a lot of them in the same vertical, and we will do keyword research for each locale. And the keyword, the keyword volume and the user intent and the phrases being entered into Google really do even differ regionally. So it really, it's really important to spend the time doing the research and not just putting the cart before the horse and jumping into your marketing and then turning around three years later and saying, why aren't we ranking for electrician North Vancouver? Well, did you ever talk about it at the beginning? Has that been a focus or did you just want to rank for that and not, not ever actually put the time and the effort into doing it. So um, I think the more important thing for us to talk about here is also how to do the, how to do this research. We're not, as Devin said, we're not going to give you guys an MBA and how to do it, but there are some key metrics you can look at to kind of help you decide if a keyword is the right one for you to be focusing on, whether you're working with an agency or you're doing your SEO in-house or you're writing content in-house or even running paid ads in-house, like doing the research upfront to decide where your buyer is, it can, is going to make all of the efforts that come after it worthwhile. Again, wordy. <laughs> no, I, th- I think it's great that this is, this is kind of a, you know, a more technical subject, but I think that, um, everyone we talk to, they, they, any type of continuing education or, um, expo or summit that they go to within their profession, there always is a marketing segment. And it seems like without fail, they always mention keywords. So, um, I think this is just making sure you have an understanding of like what exactly that is. And and if it's too techy, you know, move on to the next episode. But if you want to learn more about it, um, at the in our episode notes, we do have I think like a four or five video, um, four or five videos that break down exactly how to do keyword research, and in a, in a really technical way. Um, it's easy to di- digest, but kind of like the four um, step process and what metrics to look at because these these keyword research tools will spit a lot of um, a lot of stats and numbers at you which can be overwhelming. And so, um, you know, click through door videos are totally free and you can, and you can check out how to do it and kind of get some insight as to how we pick out keywords when, um, you know, we all have access to the same tools, but it's our experience and what we look for. So, um, it could be really helpful for you, but if you don't want to do all that and you just kind of want to learn the basics, uh, check out any free keyword research tool. We love Ahrefs, um, Ahrefs.com. It's A-H-R-E-F-S.com. You can sign up for a free seven-day trial, I think they give you. And um, if you needed to do some quick research, get what you need, download it, export it, and then you've got it, you know, upload it to your driver, wherever you, you know, share your or store your marketing material. But once you have uh, an initial export of, you know, kind of any keyword you can think of that people would type in to find you, 
you're going to have a lot of data to look at, right? So what are, Amanda, what are some of like, just some, some keyword research 101 basics that um, our listeners could look at or okay. should look at, I um, should say. Yeah. The, the first one that's going to jump out to you as you're looking at these metrics is, of course, search volume. That's the number of times that a search is performed within a month. So um, a lot of times, if, you're, if you don't have the background on um, these other metrics that you'll want to weigh in as well, you might, as a business owner, pop in and say, oh my gosh, that's got a thousand searches a month. That's our keyword. Let's go. Moving on. Um, but so you definitely want to look at volume to just get an idea. You don't want to pick one that's got less than 10 a month. But beyond that, um, I think one of the most important things that I always cue in on right after that volume is, is the keyword difficulty score, which um, that um, if you're in HRFs, it'll actually be called, it'll, they'll have it just KD, keyword difficulty. If you hover over, it'll explain that that's what it's for. But that's a scale that helps you understand as, as the name implies, the difficulty level of it. So if you get in there and see some awesome keyword and it's got 2,000 searches a month and it has a keyword difficulty of 45, I'm going to go ahead and just keep scrolling down to the next keyword and look for something that's a, that's a little bit easier. Inside of Ahrefs, they'll actually even give it a scale. They'll, they'll tell you if they consider it easy. And I can't even remember where the breaking point is from easy to moderate. But I think it's around um, 30. So it's, yeah, it's a scale of zero to a hundred, a hundred being the most difficult zero being easy. So yeah. yeah, I think, I think around 30, you go from easy to moderately like to medium, I think. Yeah. And then they'll get and real honest with you when it gets, when they'll just straight tell you it's hard. Um, and as your, as your, your SEO strategy grows and maybe you start really ranking for some of the keywords you've identified, you can start going after some of those more and more difficult keywords. But at the end of the day, that keyword difficulty score will really help you understand what you're up against when it comes to ranking for that particular keyword. Um, what, what else, Devin? Uh, yeah. And I was going to say, so Again, and we're trying to keep this top level. Amanda and I love this stuff, and so it's really easy for us to get in the weeds. But um, while search volume is a great indicator to start with and keyword difficulty, um, something else to keep in mind is is uh, the, the potential for ROI on a specific keyword phrase. So there might be z- like less than 10 searches per month for electrician near me that installs chandeliers. But... If you are the one guy that pops up for that, the value of that keyword phrase isn't going to pop up in any of these tools because they only have so many, you know, so so much of a database to store so many queries. So if there's less than 10 queries per month, it's not going to show you any search volume for like a really long tail phrase like that. So that is something to keep in mind, you know, having a good mix of high search volume, low search volume, and these super specific um, keyword phrases is, is, is part of like a healthy keyword strategy so that you're targeting things that you know, you know, people are looking for you. They are solution aware, but, but maybe, you know, then there's those buyers that are very specific and they want someone who is an expert at installing chandeliers because they had some guy who broke their last one. They got the new one in and now they don't want to take any chances. So be that guy. Um, and, and keep that in mind as you're, as you're writing content, you know, and as you're building out like your Google business profile, make sure that service falls under products. Uh, there's another podcast on that. But um, having those very niche things highlighted is, is a great strategy too. 
Um, so we talked about search volume, keyword difficulty, kind of those high high search volume phrases, and then these long, complex kind of searches. But also, um, we mentioned, is there a cost per click associated with a keyword? If it's high, if it's low, um, Amanda, you you talked about how, you know, if you can potentially over time get organic traffic and not pay for that traffic. Exactly. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely worth the effort. Even if you're paying for it now, start optimizing for that keyword so slowly you can work your way up those organic rankings and eventually maybe... Maybe you don't need to keep paying for it, or maybe you want to make sure you've got that that maximized search real estate, and you're showing up for the in the ads as well as in the organic search results. Yep, and and after a couple of years of SEO, you know something else that to take into consideration um, is there's a metric for it's called CPS, which is clicks per search. Um, more and more, Google likes to keep us on page, right? I think um, it's ninety ninety one percent of their revenue comes from Google Ads, so the more they can keep us on Google and away from websites, the better for them. So you have those, you know, those zero click search results where they give you the answer right there and you don't have to click through to a website. That's better for Google. Not so great. It's great for brand awareness for your company, but if you're trying to get people onto your site to convert, um, it can make your, it can make your numbers look, look a little bit skewed. You can say, Oh, look at this. I'm showing up. I've got all these impressions, but I'm not getting any clicks that's because they're getting the answer right there on Google. So um, your keyword strategy, yes, we want to appear in those people also ask queries. Those are considered zero click um, searches. We want to appear there, but we also need a healthy mix of keywords where people actually need to like click through to your website. So you have a better chance of, you know, getting um, to book an appointment, do a form fill, um, you know, call you, whatever it might be from your website. So that's that's all part of like a healthy keyword strategy. Zero click searches, complex searches, broad phrase matches. Um, these are these are all things that your SEO expert should should put together when they're compiling, um, you know, their keyword research and coming up with a strategy for your company. And, you know, a lot of times um, these are great questions to ask them, um, break it down into question format when you're interviewing an agency and see what their initial setup is like. Say, okay, can you walk me through or talk me through your keyword research and ask them if they're contemplating these different things? Because sometimes as an agency gets bigger, they're not able to kind of come up with a customized strategy and um, they're able to use like a kind of an out of the box strategy that does work across multiple markets, but it's not completely customized maybe to your business. Absolutely. So I think that's a really great point, making sure that you are coming to the table asking these questions if you are shopping someone out. But if you're already working with someone, you could even go back and say, hey, have we, have we considered this? And they might be able to say, oh, absolutely. We just, we, ha- we didn't break it down for you that way, but here's here's the way we're approaching it. And if they're not, hopefully it'll kind of light a fire under them to, to put a little bit more time into that. Because um, with some of our most successful clients where we're, where we're having the healthiest conversion rates on their website are the ones that have that really nice mix. But we, they are being picked up and those people also ask. They are, you know, showing up for some of the, those really high buyer intent near me local terms. But then they're also showing up for those longer questions about, you know, like why it's important to upgrade to a to a 200 amp panel, things like that. So really mixing it up and making sure that there's volume and and strategy behind the keywords you're picking you're gonna you'll have a winning strategy and all of the these efforts you're putting in on the money you're spending on your marketing will not be for naught. 
That is, that's absolutely correct. I've noticed I said the word absolutely a lot, so I try not to, and then I fumble over my words because I'm trying not to say absolutely. Anyways, um, so yeah, this is some, we have, we have some great takeaways here, and I think there's, I think there's some great lessons to learn. I did want to go back and touch on something you said about working with your agency. Um, it, it, it is good to take information like this and have that partnership. Hopefully, any SEO agency that you're working with, it should be more of a partnership um, where you can have that back and forth uh, versus just kind of sending an email out to customer service into the abyss and hope hoping that, you know, there's a, I don't know, an account manager that will hear your, your request. So um, I did just want to touch on that. You know, it, the, having that quality partnership is is massively important and, and making sure there's, you know, a good like ping pong with your uh, marketing partner is, is huge and will help you be massively successful with um, any, with your keyword strategy, content strategy, SEO, anything that you're doing digitally. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) If we could, if we could drink every time we said that you guys would be really entertained on this podcast. All right. So well, we hope you guys um, found this inter- interesting and and informative. Did we miss anything? Is there something that you're really leaning on as you're doing your own keyword research? We'd love to hear from you. Or do you have any questions? Something we didn't cover? Please comment. Reach out to us. Let us know. Yep, and check the episode notes for our um, four video series on how to do research uh, keyword research. We start with setup and data extraction. We do a competitive um, analysis keyword explorer and then choosing a keyword. So we talk you through all of it. Um, if you, it's totally free, just, just another resource for you. Um, so yep, thanks for listening. And uh, sorry if we went off the rails a little bit with this one. That was today's trade secret. Thanks for listening. Did you find this helpful? We're just getting started. Subscribe and don't miss our next reveal. Until next time.